That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. We all know the country's mood is souring. The economy, while still strong, is also still weakening. And we all know the Democrat Party is led by Marxists. And the permanent bureaucracy, the deep state, is about to be reinforced. And the federal government about to get a lot bigger. Almost 90,000 IRS gun-toting agents at a cost of about $80 billion are being hired. Just why are we doubling the size of the IRS? Whose idea was that anyway? And is it really the smartest way to spend taxpayer money? Just why do we need all those IRS agents and armed as well? And where will they find the qualified people to fill all those jobs? There's something not right about what's going on in Washington. Why is the Biden administration growing government, which is already too big? Why are they hiring when nearly all businesses are cutting back on hiring and many laying people off? Why more IRS agents when we really need more people in our military? The Army looks like it will miss its recruiting targets by 40% this year. The Air Force had half as many applicants to the Air Force Academy this year. Think about that. Half as many. It looks to me like young men and women who would otherwise want to serve their country won't be serving because they're troubled by all of the Marxist indoctrination that is the hallmark of the new military under Joe Biden. CRT, gender protocols, and leftist ideology, the woke military pushing good people out and bringing in people for whom standards are being lowered or dropped altogether. For example, a Space Force unit commander, Captain Matthew Lohmeyer, fired recently for criticizing the military's widespread embrace of Marxist ideology. Absolutely incredible. None of the news about our military, it seems these days, is good. And none of the news about our federal government is good. And watching the FBI and DOJ continue to make a mockery of justice to continue their baseless attacks on Donald Trump is simply appalling. Even the radical Dems seem uncomfortable with the direction this puppet president is going. There's even a rift of sorts between Pelosi and the mostly absent Joe Biden. To take up all of this, our guest today is the great American, terrific journalist and best-selling author of the outstanding books, The Plot to Overthrow the President and The Permanent Coup. Lee Smith, great to have you back with us here on The Great America Show. Lou, it is always a huge thrill and a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for inviting me on today. Well, we've got a whole bunch to talk about, uh, mm -hmm. not unlike every, every day that we talk. Yeah. Uh, it, let's start with China and what is going on there. It, I have to say this at the outset. Mm -hmm. It looks to me like uh, we've seen a very quiet coup and Nancy Pelosi is now running the country. What do you think? <laughs> uh, well, 
I, I have I have a little bit of a, I don't I wouldn't call it a controversial take, but um, but it's a little different. And it's and it's this I, I we don't know exactly what's going on. We see different reports saying that the White House is very mad at Pelosi for going to Taiwan and and, and formulating her own uh, China policy, except that I don't think that's. I don't think that's what's really happening here. I don't know if it was coordinated, but I know one thing. If there was something to really be worried about with Pelosi's trip, we'd see the different people who have come out for the last five decades who who, who promoted this relationship with the Chinese Communist Party, starting with Henry Kissinger. We'd see these people losing their minds on network TV uh, and in newspaper columns, I mean, Kissinger hasn't said anything as far as I know. What about Henry Paulson? What about the different finance guys who have gotten mil- billions from China? Uh, Ray Dalio, Stephen Schwartzman, Larry Fink, all these people who have billions and billions tied up in China. I think if there was really something to be worried about, that this was uh, a, a really a big problem. I think these guys would have been losing their minds and we hear them screaming from the rooftops the last the last couple of weeks. So that's I mean, this this is, you know, I, I, as I think I mentioned last time we were speaking, I'm, I'm working on a book about these about the U.S. establishment, how it's betrayed our country right. to the Communist Party of China. So I've been looking at these guys for a little while now and seeing how they message about China, U.S. relations. And so that's what I'm thinking right now. I think there's something else going on. Well, I and you know, I I love your analysis, and I think that there's every every possibility that you're exactly right. I I have a a, a view as well. Mm-hmm. And we and by the way, we and a lot of other people who are doing different analyses may be just as right as we are, but uh, it doesn't make any of us wrong. I I really believe that what we are witnessing is the, if you will, the ebbing of the Biden administration. Mm. These are the reasons I say this, Lee. We haven't heard from Tony Blinken, Mm. Jake Sullivan, Lloyd Austin for two months now. They arguably are in the basement with Joe Biden. We are the the bunker. Yeah. yeah, And we are also uh, watching Nancy Pelosi do something that, uh, you know, it, it really defies imagination. And imagination isn't something that this administration is long on. I, I can't imagine that. I, lo- I love your analysis because yeah. I think it's exactly what should be happening. Uh, but I think what really is happening uh, is that she has stepped to the forefront because there is a tremendous vacuum. The national security team is missing. The mm. president of the United States is missing. He is missing when he's actually present. So he's just more <laughs> missing. I, I just really believe that that's the situation and that for all practical purposes, what we have seen and witnessed here over the past week is the Constitution and our founders' genius at work. Uh, the Speaker of the House is third in succession to the presidency. And I believe that uh, the facts are these, that Biden, impaired, can't be succeeded by Kamala Harris because she doesn't, she doesn't have any kind of knowledge base or acuity leaving only Speaker Pelosi and without drama, fanfare, or great public notice, including, by the way, the left-wing corporate media, she is now setting foreign policy. Lord knows what else she's doing. Your thoughts? 
Let me, I'm going to spin out um, something that some people may think is a conspiracy theory. Uh, you may think it's a conspiracy theory. But uh, again, it's stuff I've been looking at for a while. And um, <laughs> look, the big thing that the big supporters of China and this country want, and we see this in the press all the time, they're, they're either on TV talking about it or they're writing columns. The big thing they want is they want the tariffs. They want Trump tariffs imposed on China, they want them dropped. Why? Because the Chinese want them dropped. Wherever we go, when they're talking about tariffs, this is the main Chinese interest regarding the United States now. We saw that how the Chinese canceled these talks on climate change and narcotic interdiction. The Chinese are sending fentanyl here. The Chinese don't care about that. The Chinese don't care about climate change. They don't care about any of these things. There's one big thing they want. They want tariffs dropped. The problem for Joe Biden, as different people, former Trump administration officials have told me, the reason that it's going to be tough for Biden to drop those tariffs is because of Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, of course, is in China's pocket. And now the more and more information we see from Hunter's laptop we're coming to get a clearer idea of how much uh, how much China controls him as well, unfortunately, tragically for our country, the president as well. So I, I, I think it's possible. Again, I'm, I'm just spinning out a theory here. I'm not going to call it a conspiracy theory, but I'm spinning out an idea. How does Joe Biden, how does the White House get these tariffs dropped without a without a. Uh, without causing too much fuss about Hunter Biden, right? Because they, it's a right. political risk, as Trump officials tell me, and, and it certainly looks like it. So how do, they, how do they spin this out? Well, maybe they do it by ramping up all this anxiety and figure out a way how to make things easier for China. Hey, we all want to avoid war, don't we? Well, here's one, here's one incentive we give the Chinese for not making war, for not going, war and for, for not going to war and not invading Taiwan. We're going to drop these tariffs. And besides, it's good for inflation anyway. That's the argument they were making two months ago, right? Well, we're going to drop these tariffs and you'll see how much this is going to help inflation. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this is tied to tariffs. We'll see over the next couple of weeks what happens. But again, that's a theory because what tells me again, I, I, I just find it impossible that none of the uh, none of the creeps in the China class from Paulson and Kissinger to Schwartzman and Dalio, all these people, none of them have said a thing. Yeah, I, I think that that's an interesting point. I, I think one area that mitigates or muddies the, the argument is this. That is, there is no sign whatsoever that any of these people, and, I, and by the way, I don't hesitate to call it what it is, uh, a conspiracy uh, theory is uh, a theory. I think it's reality. Yeah. Uh, we we are witnessing the president of the United States draw 180 million barrels of oil out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, ostensibly, so he claimed, to lower gas prices for American consumers. Yet, a million barrels of that oil going to a subsidiary of the principal oil company in China, one million barrels, and it just happens to be the company that Hunter Biden was consulting. That could only be done with the signature, the knowledge, and the imprimatur of the of, of the White House uh, and the president on it. 
a million barrels. And, right. and the national media doesn't say a word. The Republican right. Party, for crying out loud, doesn't say a word. This is in-your-face corruption. And it is, they're not worried about optics because they know that there are no prying eyes that will see what they're right. doing. James, right. James Biden, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden. We're talking about uh, the uh, typical crime family. Uh, and, and they have been absolutely without shame, without even a moment's hesitation, corrupt to the core. I agree. One, and it's not just them. The way that I the way that I've understood it, the way that I've come to understand it is the Democrats. Look, the Republicans are no winners on this, especially these guys obeying just the chamber, chamber, uh, chamber of uh, commerce, uh, right. you know, m- m- marching band. But the Democrats are structurally pro-China. They can't run national elections without money coming from big tech, Wall Street, Hollywood and the academy. And all of those industries depend on a cash flow from the Chinese Communist Party. So when I see people get concerned, like, oh boy, we don't want war with China. Oh boy, we gotta stay away from war with China. This looks, hey, this looks like war with China. My question is who in the Democratic Party is gonna go to their donors at Wall, on, on Wall Street or big tech and say, guys, we're going to war against the Chinese, the, the, the Chinese Communist Party. There's no way it's going to happen. These people are all owned by China. The people who are owned by China are not going to make war against Beijing. There is a, if you, if you will, a parallel a possibility here that recognizes the fact that the money that these, you mentioned Swarzman, Dalio, all the, I think all of the, the, the big boys on Wall Street who were playing China games, uh, the the reality is that their money isn't in China. It isn't tied up in China. It's investors' money that's tied mm-hmm. up in China. Their money has been brought back here and put into uh, accounts and instruments and securities of all kinds. Uh, and their fortune is uh, is a mound that rises in America and Europe, uh, and is is basically not even present except for the pittances they leave in China. Uh, to to amuse the Chinese, uh, it, it a, is this is a corrupt Wall Street at work here. Oh, they, it's amazing they, what they've they done, were, isn't it? Sick. It is. How, how, how they how what they've done to American investors. I mean, they they know that 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 China's a clown show, and they've taken the money of like uh, like pension funds. I mean, all these different things. It's it, it's it's insanely shameful. This fifty year relationship with China is so disgusting, Lou. I can't believe it. Just thinking about it and writing all this stuff out, when you put it all together, it is a tragic era in our history. It truly is. And uh, the error is on all of us who did not want to recognize what we could see. None of, I mean, it goes back to Hillary Clinton. 20% mm-hmm. of U.S. uranium reserves, really? We sell to Russia while the Clinton Foundation is raking in uh, hundreds of millions of dollars? It's a straightforward uh, quid pro quo, a, a pay to play. And it's the most outrageous scam, and it's so transparent. And the press refused to call her uh, to call her out on it. Here, the Clinton Foundation is a drop box. That's where foreign governments were sending checks to get yep. favors from the Secretary of State, and no one ever called her out. It was so obvious and so transparent. It's incredible. 
and for, for Henry Kissinger, the the great uh, the great shame is that uh, you know he was one of the authors of the opening of China. This is his baby, as you pointed out. He is one of those people who would be screaming, but uh, it, it's too late. Uh, the Chinese ex experiment with the CCP is over. Mm -hmm. Xi Jinping is the result, uh, and he is a totalitarian dictator, and that will be further uh, uh, enunciated uh, vividly uh, this fall when he is basically handed the title of dictator for life. Mm -hmm. It's just we have to have, be wary of a couple of things, I think, here. One is that we have a government that doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Our intelligence agencies are spending more time on domestic U.S. politics than they are on geopolitics and with high, with high levels of knowledge about each region and each enemy and adversary of this country. It is, to me, spectacularly uh, stunning to think that these clowns and, and creeps, and I love the words, uh, <laughs> who signed this this uh, fool of a letter uh, that was used oh. as a shield for Joe Biden in 2020 in the last debate, they they are all incompetence. They all should be, in my opinion, they are guilty of, uh, of conspiring against the United States of America, uh, and oh. I think should be yeah. held to account. Well, absolutely. I, I mean, I absolutely agree. You know, I wrote an article about that last week uh, about that for Tablet Magazine because we're getting more information off of Hunter Biden's laptop. And now we see the extent, uh, you know, how bad that lie was, uh, you know, ob obscuring the Biden's corruption with foreign businesses, with uh, uh, corrupt officials from foreign governments, including China and Russia. And Ukraine, it, it's shocking. And these guys saw it all along, right? Because that's their job to follow, to know what foreign intelligence services know about American officials. Uh, that's part of their counterintelligence mission. They knew exactly what Hunter Biden was up to in Ukraine and China. They knew what Joe Biden was up to as well. But instead, they come out with this obscene letter a month before the election and anyone who questioned the veracity of it was you know was was called a, a tool for russian disinformation they went after senator ron johnson they went after senator chuck grassley it's just shameful what these people do how do they wind up hating this great country so much why do they turn against this country why do they turn against the great citizens of america just just garbage people they're just awful these people are the lowest life forms, in my judgment, in America. Each one entitled, uh, privileged, and in fact, uh, the beneficiaries, some of the greatest beneficiaries of this great American society of ours and our way of life, our system of government, uh, and our uh, capitalist economy. And, and shame on them. They, when I say they're lower than snake bellies, I mean exactly that. I, and I'm talking about Brennan, I'm talking about Hayden, I'm talking about every one of them. Uh, they're egg-sucking cowards, and I would say it to their faces, I, I just, I revile them. Uh, they, are, they are just horrible, horrible people who've done this country such a, uh, a, an injury that I don't know how long it's going to take us to recover. Well, I, I mean, it tells you how 
in some ways, it tells you how fortunate we've been. And our strength comes from the American people. As it turns out, we weren't really protected by these people. We're not really protected by people like Mark Milley or Lloyd Austin or John Brennan or Michael Hayden, right? It's the strength of the American people that keeps the country strong because these guys are all out looking to play angles for themselves. It's just incredible. They have used the resources of the American government paid for by U.S. taxpayers to enrich themselves and to target American citizens. I mean, you and I talk about January 6th a lot, but if you look at that, that, that's, that appears to be their mission now to go after Americans. Yeah, forget terrorists, forget organized crime, and, um, and forget real hostile foreign actors like the Chinese Communist Party. No, we're gonna go after Americans. We're gonna go after the America first crowd. How's that? Yeah, yeah. and they did just that. They shut down their, uh, what was to be a massive uh, task force and surveillance network and a prosecutorial apparatus uh, against Chinese spies uh, in this country who were lifting mm-hmm. a half a half a trillion dollars of intellectual property from the United States every single year. Think about that mm-hmm. every year. Uh, intellectual property meaning technology, meaning our our advanced uh, technology, uh, and to to even think about uh, this this fool of a president. Uh, And I should be kinder than that because he is impaired through no fault of his own. Well, some fault, I assume. But uh, those around him and the Democrat, the Marxist Democrat Party that has taken advantage and exploited this man for their purposes. It's it's shameful. It is disgusting. And it's the level of politics in this country because the Republicans are doing no better when they don't hold the Democrats to account. They're afraid of them. Uh, They truly are. And you can see them now trying to wait it out and not say a word about Hunter Biden, uh, a word about Joe Biden or his his crime family, uh, because they just don't want anything to jar the results that they think will be uh, the outcome in November. That That's how I see it, too. They don't want to stick their heads up because they just want to lay low and say, hey, let Joe Biden run the country into the ground. Then voters will have no choice but to vote for us come November. Instead, Joe Biden is running the country into the ground and bad things are happening. <clears throat> and the instrument that the uh, America First movement has right now, the political instrument we have is the Republican Party. And they're not doing anything because they're scared of what? They're scared of being called racist or they're scared of being called this or that. Can you imagine being an adult and being worried about the New York Times has to say about you? And that's what these guys are scared of. Like wh- wh- which of their constituents are are looking stuff up in the New York Times? Well, I don't know. What did they say about my congressman? What did the New York Times say? Gee, I wonder what Maggie Haberman has to say about my congressman. It's just incredible, the priorities of these people, what they think is most important. It, it's just amazing. But in spite of that, you know, there, there, there's been good news coming out of the primaries. There are some serious people who really seem to put the um, priorities of the American public first. Yeah, and I, I, we saw that it, it, it with great clarity in Arizona, 
Uh, mm-hmm. I was sweating bullets over Carrie Lake because she's <laughs> she's going to be running against uh, her opponent will be the woman who runs the elections in Arizona. Right. I mean that's uh, that's close work. Uh, and right. Anything that raises probabilities for uh, you know skunk like efforts, uh, and uh, they tried in a few places. It's clear, but it didn't work. And as a result, the top uh, America First candidates, Masters and uh, Hamada. Uh, and uh, Lake, all one, and that I tell you, I feel so good about that group of three in Arizona. I can't, I can't express it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, so uh, as bad as many things are, there's always, uh, it's always bad to bet against the United States and the American people. Well, I'm, I'm never going to. To me, I, I, I take your point, Lee, and I, and you're exactly right. But I am also one who knows that the American people have been have had their noses rubbed in it Mm. for at least the past 20, 30 years. Uh, The American people have come up on the short end of this stick badly. Our middle class has been uh, has just been battered. And we have a smaller middle class than we did 30 years ago. We have less opportunity for the American dream than we did 30 years ago. And that is because of these uh, malefactors, these uh, these vicious, uh, greedy, uh, and indifferent uh, officials that we have put into government. The deep state is filled with immoral and amoral uh, actors who are, to, to most of us who care about this country and our fellow citizens, they're inexplicable. But yet there they are. And we have just, we've ignored them for far too long and we need to act to make certain they are held to account. Mm-hmm. I think I think we I think we can explain them. And and my my explanation might sound might sound um, childish, but but I'm going to go with it anyway. And that is right. There's all sorts of you know political and financial reasons that these guys do stuff like that. But 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 I I I really I think it's about a spiritual failing, right? It's something that, you know, it's not just in the United States, but we see throughout the world that the United States, however, was set up and it was organized so that people would people would benefit from doing the right would benefit from doing the right thing. There was you weren't being punished for respecting your neighbors or for doing well. Right. We visit countries around the world and we see that when someone has success, his neighbors, uh, his neighbors envy him. Right. This is the reason for all sorts of uh, um, trinkets against the evil eye to ward off envy. But that's not the way the United States was set up. The United States was organized so that all people can do well. There's not just one pot of gold at the end at the end of the rainbow with one key. And if, if you have the key, Lou, that means I have no access to the pot of gold. No, America was set up so that everyone can do it with hard work, persistence, determination. And these people, the people you're talking about, the actors in the deep state, these are twisted, corrupt people. So it's partly about politics. It's partly about finance. But it's also it's a spiritual it's a spiritual issue as well. It's a spiritual problem. And I think the more and more that we as Americans can understand what our struggle is really about. When we look at things like CRT, uh, critical race theory, when we look at January 6th, when we look at this, this, these obscene attacks on school children, right, when they're promoting the trans identity stuff, 
this is a spiritual struggle that we're engaged in. And, and, and we Americans have, have, have fought these battles so often, and it's upon us once again. You know, as I take your analysis, with which I agree, then the question is, what do we do about the two primary teachers unions mm. that uh, are pushing and peddling all of this vicious, uh, evil nonsense uh, and perversion? on our children. And what do we do about parents who are intimidated by a Justice Department and an attorney general who declared them to be domestic terrorists because they pound a table in a school board meeting and say, no more of this crap. We will not stand for it with our children. What there's, do they do They're that? still fighting. They're still fighting. They, they label them domestic terrorists. And, and, and nonetheless, the parents are still out there fighting. Look at what happened in Virginia. Right. They, they elect Glenn Youngkin. They elect him governor because here's a guy who says, yeah, I think this see, I think this stuff is bad. And, you know, I think both you and I would agree that Glenn Youngkin is is not the uh, model uh, America first figure. Right. He's kind of an establishment figure. But nonetheless, he, he sees he sees that American parents, the parents don't like this, that they're going crazy. And rightly he says, you know what? This looks like a cause that will um, get me some votes and it's a decent cause. So, but the important thing is that fight is coming from the American people. So even, even when these, these animals at the Justice Department and the FBI go after them, they're still fighting. Oh, I forgot one thing I wanted to, one thing I, I wanted to remember to talk about regarding the FBI. Um, did you see last week how uh, Senator Grassley wrote a letter to Christopher Ray? Oh, yes. Yeah, saying, uh, I have information from whistleblowers that, uh, that you guys buried Hunter Biden's laptop and you stopped your criminal investigation of Hunter Biden. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not going to turn this around too much and say, well, see, there are all these um, you know, really good people at the FBI. No, what that shows is it shows there are cracks because the um, because the progressive faction, the Biden Obama faction, believes that the FBI will be their Praetorian Guard, right? Whether it's spying on parents, whether it's breaking down the doors of opposition journalists like James O'Keefe, they believe that's the Praetorian Guard. And they can get it to do whatever they want. It can put Peter Navarro in shackles. It can uh, it, it can point can point guns at, at at Roger Stone and call CNN. No, there are people there who are watching what they're doing. There are cracks and fractures in the institutions that they're depending on to go after us. And so I take that, given the situation that we're in right now, I take that as good news. I whatever makes them weaker makes us stronger. I concur 100%. And I want to give uh, great credit to Congressman Chip Roy, uh, to, con uh, to Congressman Troy Nails and others who are moving, uh, introducing a bill that would create oversight over the entire federal workforce and strip, strip away the, uh, if you will, the protections for mediocrity uh, and, uh, and failure to perform in their jobs. Uh, this would be, I think, an, an immense help to the country, to the government, uh, to every, irrespective of party. Uh, and I hope that uh, we can see that push through uh, if and when the Republicans win in November. I, 
I would like to think that Republicans right now, especially the America First candidates and the people who are sitting right now in the House of Representatives, especially though some senators as well, are gathering evidence on all sorts of things, including January 6th. We know that they've advised the January 6th committee not to lose any records. We'll see how that works out. But I hope that they're gathering their own evidence for a whole bunch of investigations. Look, it's going to be hard. The DOJ is under Biden's control. So the idea of getting criminal referrals is highly unlikely. However, they need to gather evidence. They need to start investigating and they need to show some nerve and start putting this information out there before the American people. And they, I'm not asking for them to lead. I'm asking for them to follow the American people because that's where the American public is right now. They're furious, they're outraged, and it's time for our elected officials to recognize that and represent that publicly and say, hey, we hear you, just like Glenn Youngkin did regarding the CRT stuff and, and other sick stuff that's going on in public education. Elected officials, stand aside, watch how we do it, now follow us. Yeah, we have to, you know, in talking about governors, we have to give a, a number of governors, I think some considerable credit. Uh, particularly, I think Ron DeSantis in Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, I know he's considered a rival to President Trump. Uh, personally, I don't think he's in any way lacking sufficient intelligence to do that. Uh, I don't think he'll be running against him. But what I do want to commend is his his America first policies that he is enacting almost daily. Just uh, just I, I think his is a an administration that is a model for every governor in the in the mm -hmm. United States. And this man is going to emerge uh, as a a very, very uh, tall figure standing high. Uh, in the in the years to come, mm -hmm. because of what he is doing for the people of Florida, uh, for decency, for justice, for truth, uh, and for the American way. I, I mean, I love what he is doing. What do you think? Me, me too. I, I don't see him as a rival. I mean, again, the politics will work itself out over the next couple of years. Right now, I see him as another champion, right? And the more champions we have, the better. The more people Absolutely. that stand up and say, yeah, yeah, we're in the fight. We're doing it you know, alongside Donald Trump. Donald Trump inspired a lot of people to stand up and do it. But again, it comes from the American people. What do they want? What are they saying? Okay, I'm going to go out and represent that. First of all, it'll get me votes. It'll keep me in, in office. And also, it's the right thing to do. You look at DeSantis, he obviously believes it's the right thing to do, and he enjoys it. DeSantis is great. This is a guy, one of the things that I like best about DeSantis is, is that he, he went to Yale, he went to law school at Harvard, so he knows who all the elites are. He, he's seen them from the inside. He knows they're miserable creeps. They're soulless, they're soulless animals. So he gets up there. He doesn't care what the New York Times says about him. He just gets up there and he says, you're wrong. And the people that I represent are right. And here's how we're going to do it. Here's how we're going to handle everything from COVID to public education. Um, Oh, yeah, he's great. The more people that stand up like that, the better. Not rivals, but uh, a legion of champions. Yeah, I like, I like that. And, uh, and he is certainly one of them. Uh, and Greg Abbott in Texas, trying mm -hmm. to do the right thing, doing the right thing. Uh, some will argue he was too slow to act on some of his rhetoric. But I, I credit him for what he is doing now. 
and what he's doing is leading in the state of Texas. Ken Paxton, Attorney General. I, I mean, there, there are so many of these, as you put it, champions at work. Uh, Jeff Landry in Louisiana. And uh, as you go through this, this list, uh, it's, it's just a great group of Americans who deserve our support and I think will make all the difference uh, in what transpires on November 8th of this year and for years to come. I've got my fingers crossed and I'm praying. We always give our guests the last uh, the last word, Lee, and uh, if you will, your your concluding thoughts. All right, two things. First of all, I just have to add, since I'm now uh, now a native son of the state of South Carolina, I have to. St- I mean, we have a good governor, Governor McMaster, but our Attorney General Alan Wilson, he's great, he's terrific. Great. So I just I just want to add him to that list. He's out there fighting. The other thing is. So Lou, Lou, I've been dying to tell you this for for a while, but you know when I, when I came out with my book, the plot against the president, there was a lot of media involved, and so I, I would you know get on TV, and they always tell you, they say, well, you got to make your point, and you're this is the most important two and a half minutes you're ever going to spend, so get out there and make your point, and you know you get all tangled up in your thoughts, and you get all tangled up in in uh, you know in in, in what you want to say, your your, my, your tongue is twisted, and then when I was invited to your show. I was, I was watching in the green room, and I'm just like, this is an entirely different experience. You were so cool. It was like watching, you know, watching someone play jazz. And I'm just thinking, I just have to keep uh, the rhythm with Lou. Just play nice and easy. Speak slowly. It was so great. It was one of the <clears throat> one of the most wonderful experiences of my life. Just like sitting there with you at the desk and just <clears throat> just saying, I'll just follow Lou's lead, whatever pace he goes at. This will be great. So it was so much fun. And it is always such a huge pleasure to speak with you. Well, that is uh, that's wonderful. We won't uh, talk about how long ago that was, but it's been a while. Uh, the and, and I can tell you this. No one has ever accused me of being a, a uh, being. Uh, what would I say? Uh, in, uh, in beat with jazz or uh, being that uh, that creative, so I, I appreciate that. Oh no, just the, it was so it was so cool. The rhythm was so great, and it's like, right, slow down, speak, listen, and speak, and just do it like that instead of you know because everywhere else you go like, okay, got to get my ideas out, got to sell my book, got to do this, got to do that, right? And, and and they call you beforehand and they prep you before the show. You got to do this, got to like, well, I'm, I'm I'm losing my mind here. But with you, you know, it's just let's have a conversation. Yeah. Let's just talk. God, it's it's so great. I love speaking with you so much. Well, you're so you're so very kind, and I and I am I'm very touched. Thank you for that, Lee. And one of the things I love about doing the Great America Show is I don't have a four minute window in which to get a man or woman's ideas uh, communicated to the audience. We have time to talk, and we have time to think and reason and react. Uh, and, and, you know, actually, actually have, as you say, a conversation. Those are the best shows. And uh, you always uh, make the best shows. So we appreciate it, Lee. Thank you so and, much, Lee. And you're doing a lot to make this the best country. We appreciate it. Lee thanks. Smith, thanks so much. A great American. God bless you. Thank you, Lee. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today here on Monday, Labor Day. Our guest will be Congressman Scott Perry. Perry is a retired Army Brigadier General as well as U.S. Congressman, 
and the very same congressman whose phone was taken by FBI agents, apparently for the sole reason that he's a supporter of President Donald Trump, will be taking up all that's happened to him and his family and this country. Please join us Monday, Labor Day, for our conversation with Congressman Perry. Thanks, and till then, God bless you, and may God bless America.